0: Welcome to the Fire Church Podcast. Today we pray Holy Spirit will speak through this message and into your life right where you are.
1: Today my sermon is that strange word. It is the word panim. It appeared in the the Old Testament 2,120 times. It is the word for presence. It is the word for presence. So, this word first appeared in Genesis 3, verse 8. And it says, And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. And God was walking amongst the trees of the garden. Praise God. Genesis 4 verse 5 and but he that is God did not respect Cain and his offering and Cain was very angry and his countenance I include the 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 Hebrew word H the the number h6440 uh, just so that you guys can know that it, it's translated in English as countenance but it's actually the same Hebrew word as before which is Panim are you following me? Yep. So God did not respect Cain's and his offering, and Cain and his countenance fell. So if you look up the English dictionary, the word countenance means facial expression. Yep. Genesis 7, verse 1. Then the Lord said to Noah, Come into the ark, You and your household, because I have seen that you are righteous before H6440, me in this generation. So the word before is like you guys are before me, like in front of me, to the front, to the fore. Yes? So you put some of those together. So the word panim means presence, face as in the the part that turns. Countenance to look before, as in in front. If you look up the the word in uh, Strong's Concordance, it actually has a lot more than that. But basically, it's in front. It's the face. It's the presence, as in you guys are in my presence and I am in your presence, and you, I can see you and you can see me. You guys following that? Praise God. Exodus 33, verse 13. I'm just showing you all the scriptures for this usage of the word so that you'll know uh, where I pull it from. And so it's not something I'm making up. So Exodus 33, verse 13. Now, therefore, I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me your way that I may know you, and this is Moses speaking to God, and that I might find grace in your sight, and consider that this nation is your people. Exodus 33 verse 14. And then he, God, said, My presence, H6440, will go with you and I will give you rest. If you know the story, this is when um, the children of Israel were traveling through uh, the wilderness and, and God, basically they were being disobedient, being rebellious, complaining, and then God threatens to not go with them And then Moses says, God, if your presence doesn't go with us, we won't go. And then it went back and forth. And then God says, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Can you guys see this? God equated his presence as himself. To have his presence means to have God. And then another thing, very interesting, his presence also equals rest. Back, I think about a year or two years ago, back, you know, the, during the the awesome COVID days, um, I got to pray... For about 200 people and you're like how can that be it's, it's pretty easy you ring someone up and then the whole house got COVID. so in one phone call you can pray for five six people and then hey they got healed and they go hey can you bring my cousin up and then that's another five and then you know it, it adds up very quickly but this is one thing i, I noticed i would spend time with god and then i would pray for people and then easily like just in the name of jesus be healed and then they're like oh my goodness. They were lying down and all of a sudden they got up and then they run up and down the house and they're like, oh my goodness, I got energy back. I couldn't even stand up before. Now I can. And then, yeah, you can give God glory. Then I would pray for a number of people and I noticed by the second and third day, The healing doesn't go from in the name of Jesus be healed. It started getting harder. I start have to raise my voice. I say, In the name of Jesus, get out. Be healed. Stand up. You know? So the longer I go from the amount of time that I spent time with God and praying and the amount of healing, the, the longer I go from spending time with God equals more effort in my flesh. I have noticed this without being able to put scripture onto it because it's like the presence of God wear out if I was. See, after I've been praying for people, it appears as though the presence of God kind of wore out and so the rest and the ease left and I'm left trying harder. and I realized that it's almost almost time for me to stop answering phone calls and calling people because during the, those seasons, uh, some of the prayer requests are, are quite heart-moving because, like, can you pray for me? My, my son, my six-month-old son can't breathe. Can you please give us a call? Right? And you're sort of like, well, I'm tired, but it's like six months old. It's like, oh, man, I've got to pick up the phone call and, and call people. But I also know that if I've been away from the presence for too long, there's no point in me calling people because I can't get them healed. And so I need to stop, pull away, and spend time with God. And then when I come out, the difference between having the power of God with you and you're not is, is quite night and day. I remember at the peak of this, there was a two-week period where every single person I prayed for got healed. So, no, no, it, 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 my head can't comprehend it. Like, I was... Anyway, it, it did weird stuff to me because I'm like, whoa. Because for, seriously, everything I prayed for was just getting healed. And I remember the highlight of this was praying for someone with paranoid schizophrenia and I just whispered, I just said, in the name of Jesus, get out. Can I? And I did the whole, can you please just by faith cough three times and then cough. And I said, inhale, the Holy Spirit. And then, then he went quiet and I said, hey, what happened? He goes, bro, I nearly fainted. He goes, I just fell over. Like I, I lost my balance and I nearly fainted. It felt like I got lightheaded. And then I go, all right, fair enough. And then I, I checked with him about half an hour later. He actually texted me and he goes, bro. All the voices are gone. Paranoid schizophrenia. Are you guys with me? I don't know how many paranoid schizophrenia you've seen healed, but that—that to me was like mind blowing. I was like, "What the heck?" And every single person I prayed for was just getting healed. And then, what it does is that it makes me feel like a superhero. It's like, "Oh, look at this! I'm so anointed." And then after that lasted for two weeks, and then it kind of stopped because I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't hang on to it. My brain and my my being can't comprehend walking in that kind of power. Anyway, that's another story. But one thing I noticed is that there is a correlation between spending time with God and and the amount of power and ease of moving in the spirit. And you see this in the life of Jesus. Jesus would pull away. It says, long before daybreak, Jesus went away and prayed. And Jesus would go to the mountain. And Jesus would walk to the wilderness. And the disciple came looking for his, Rabbi, where are you? We're looking for you. And he's up there praying. Jesus always in prayer. I know this, this would upset some people, right? because they just don't like Bill Johnson. There's some people that, Bill Johnson says that when when Jesus came down, it's not just Bill Johnson, it is the Bible. When Jesus walked down on the earth, right, he didn't walk around using the privileges of a God. When he was getting arrested, he says, don't you know that I can call upon my Father, and he'll give me two legions of angels. What, Jesus can't call on the angels himself? He can, right? He's God. You've seen me, you've seen the Father. I and the Father are one. And so Jesus doesn't even have to ask for angels. Why would Jesus need angels to do anything? He'll rip you in half like a piece of paper. If, he, if, he, if it comes down to it, he could, right? But that showed us that Jesus walked around on the earth not using the privileges of a son of God, of a God, but instead he came to show us what a human being could do. Right? Because Jesus came as the last Adam. As the last Adam. So that's why he's showing us. It's like, I'm actually here to show you guys what you could do. As an example. As a human being thats that doesn't have any sin and filled with the Holy Spirit. Here's the thing. How much sin did the blood of Jesus cover? All. All. If the blood of Jesus covers all sins, then what's left? The righteousness of God. So when we have communion, we eat the body, we drink the blood, we are covered by the blood of Jesus. All our sins are paid for. at At this moment, right now, you can't get any cleaner. Your conscience can't get any cleaner. Are you following me? So, potentially, if we are clean and covered by the blood and filled with the Holy Spirit, potentially we could do what Jesus did. Isn't that mind blowing? Hello. Thank you, one person. Yes, praise God. Thank you, Jason. The presence of God is equated to the rest of God. By the way, when you cast out devils, I'll tell you a story. There used to be this um, old revivalist in the 1950s. His name was A.A. A. Allen. You, you guys know who it is? It's one of the healing evangelists going back, oh, geez, man, 70, 80 years ago now. Woo! Far out. Far out. Hallelujah. Anyway, Um, he used to have these uh, tent crusades. And what he would do is he would have another tent for the deliverance because the deliverance are noisy, as you know. The demons start screaming. So he has a, a team of ushers and a prayer team that they just know when a demon manifests in a meeting, they wouldn't deal with, deal with them here. They would just grab them and then run them to the other tent, and then they do the deliverance there, which is kind of clever. So the meeting can keep going, and then whoever needs deliverance can have deliverance. Uh, one, of, one, one night, uh, the team was stuck in the second tent, the deliverance tent, until about 12 o'clock midnight. And they watched the, the main tent shut down, get packed up, and then they saw this car drove from that tent over to them, and then they saw that it was A.A. Allen. So they've been casting out this demon for about like five hours. And then A. A. Allen walked to the tent, saw the person being like delivered, bent over, whispered to them, the demon came out. A. A. Allen turned around, walked off, got in his car and drove home. The next day, the team went and asked him, What prayer did you pray to get that demon out? And then Aya Allen says, My name is A.A. Allen. Get out. (laughs) In the book of Acts, there were seven sons of Sceva that tried to cast out demons. And then the, the demon, instead of coming out, beats the seven sons of Sceva, stripped them naked, and drove them out of the house. And then the demon says, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know, but who are you? Are you following me? Deliverance is about who says it, not how. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you. A. Allen knew who he is. He believes it. He believes it, believes it, believes it. There's another story. The old one, Smith Wigglesworth. Smith Wigglesworth was sleeping in his bed one day and then Satan himself appeared in the foot of his bed. Smith got up, goes, oh, it's you. Turned around went back to sleep. No blood of Jesus. No shakaraba, shakantalama, No, no binding, loosing. He just like, he got up, didn't say anything. He knew, you can't touch me. Got nothing to do with me. I got nothing to do with you. It's like, what are you going to do to me? Nothing. I'm going to sleep. That would hurt his feeling, Satan's feeling. He's like, can't you at least get up and pray? And Smith was like, no. Not a disturbance. Less than a foot cramp. You young people didn't get that, eh? Have you had a foot cramp when you're sleeping? Hallelujah. Oh, oh no. <laughs> what did I say? I said I was going to preach for 15 minutes. Psalm 27, verse 8. When you said, Seek my face, my heart said to you, Your face, Lord, I will seek. The word face there is the word panim, h six four four zero. So if you seek the face of God is you seeking the presence of God. If you're seeking the presence of God, you're seeking the face of God. Okay, second chronicles seven, verse fourteen. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. If my people shall humble themselves, humility is also dependence. To rely on our own strength is pride. Humility is the reliance on God. So if you will lean on God, that's why salvation is by grace because it's it's not our strength, it's His strength. You know how salvation happens? It's Jesus coming again as the last Adam. The reason we're sinners and the reason we're condemned is actually not because, because God created Some people go, well, you created us with original sin. No, no, God didn't create us with original sin. God created us holy and righteous and in His image and in His likeness, perfectly like Him. But what happened was Adam ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. He says, in the day you eat from this tree, you shall surely die. Adam and Eve ate it, and they became separated from God. And we became sinners. Romans 5 says that. Through one man's sin, all became sinners. So Jesus came along as the last Adam, because people were asking him, how can one man make all of us righteous? Well, the reason you are a sinner is because of act one man's action. So one for one. Just like you didn't do anything to become a sinner, you don't have to do anything to become righteous. You can come after that. All you have to do is believe in Jesus. It's faith in Him, not because of our own strength, not because of our own good works, not because you tithed, not because you prayed, not because you gave but because Jesus died on the cross, that's why we are saved. Pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Back, the the reason I got saved is because I got saved from drugs. But the moment I started taking drugs was actually because I used to drink a lot. And I had a couple of friends that Drank and then smashed that car into a telegraph pole. One died and then one went to jail. And at that moment, I thought, I'm going to be next. Like I can feel it's like I'm going to die soon. I can feel it, something inside of me going, I'm going to die. And so I quit drinking, but then I thought, what do I do if I don't drink? I took speed. Because I didn't have Jesus, where do I turn to? I'm trying to turn away from alcohol, but what am I doing with my weekend? So I turn from alcohol to drugs because I didn't know any other option. Then one day when I was getting arrested, this girl drank my drugs and died, overdosed on it. I said, God, if you're real, is there another way? And the Holy Spirit came, the presence came. His holiness was touching me and I could feel myself burning up in a bad way. And I said, God, if you're real, this is it. And it came in into me. And it felt like I woke up for the very first time. And at that moment, I turned from my life of sin to God. And that's when I was free. If you're taking drugs or doing anything else and you don't turn to God, you're actually going to be in trouble. I've seen this over and over again. People who come, pray the prayer, give their life to the Lord, but within their heart, they haven't turned from that lifestyle. They're still in that lifestyle. They're going to pray that prayer, but tonight they're going to go home and they're going to take drugs again. And I've watched them. Their life doesn't change. They're still miserable. They came in miserable. They came out miserable. They feel better for a few minutes. For half an hour, people are praying for them, cuddle them. But their life are not change. Because you have to turn away from darkness and turn to God. Without it, you're going to be the same. Without it, you're going to be dead. The word salvation is the word deliverance. He pulls you out of that life, out of death and destruction, into Himself, into His kingdom, into a better way. I went from that darkness and I have something to live for every day. I can read my Bible, I can preach the gospel, I can spend time in His presence. And that's a replacement to that other lifestyle. And what I do now will last for eternity. Worship team, can you please... Get on stage just to put pressure on me. Hallelujah. So the presence of God is the face of God. If you seek the presence, you seek in God. When I first got saved, people told me, Lee, seek. Seek, the, seek the face, not the hand. But they never told me what the face is. The face of God is the presence of God. Seek the presence of God. If you seek the king, you get the kingdom. If we get the king, we get everything. I thought that was a way better quote than the. If we get the king, we get the kingdom. He made it. He made everything. If you get the kings, you get the gifts. If you get the king. You get everything. So seek the king. Are you with me? So, how do we seek the presence of God? Psalm 22 verse 3. But you are holy, O God, you that inhabit the praises of Israel. The word inhabit there is a place of residence or habitat. Like... If you go to a police station, you'll find policemen and women. Police person. (laughs) No, no, go there. You know those intrusive thoughts, intrusive thoughts. If you go to Darwin, there's crocodile on the beaches. That's their habitation. If you go to hospital, you find nurses and doctors. That's their habitat. you with me? It's a place where you'll find them. Christians should be at church. That's, the, that's our habitat. God's habitat is praises. But you, O oh Lord, you that inhabit the praises of Israel, Are you following me? When you look in the book of Revelation, it says angels are going around Him. Holy, 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 holy. It says the 24 elders threw their crown worshiping Him. God inhabits our praises. I remember when I was seeking God in 2019, I was going through a hard time. God was shifting me. And all I could do was worship God for about five, six hours every day because there was nothing else to do. And that was my, no, no, seriously, it was just, I could, I would get up at six and I would just worship and it was so good, I didn't want to leave. There were moments about three times where I audibly can hear singing. Justina came back from work, she was a nurse. I was still a nurse. And she walked into the door and she goes, what is that sound? And I'm like, you're what, you can hear it? She goes, yeah, singing. I'm like, oh my God, I've been hearing that. I heard it and then I went outside to think that it was like the next door neighbor playing the radio. I walked around the house, can't find any noise, went back in, I can hear the singing again. She walked in the house and she, hears, she, she can hear this choir and it was like a string, it's like, shh. It happened for a season. God inhabits the praises of His people. Make a joyful shout to the Lord. (laughs) You're getting better. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence, His face, before Him with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who has made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving. The word there is the word todah, which means hands lifted up high. So it's not a Pentecostal thing, it's a Hebrew thing. Lifting up, yeah, todah! todah. That's the word, todah, is to lift up the hand. So it's not, a, it's not a, like a stupid Pentecostal thing, man, we, 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 we just like this. No, 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 todah is a Hebrew word. And into his courts with praise. The word there is the word Tehillah. Out of the base word, Hallel, which is hallelujah. Hallel means to go crazy. So worshipping God, when we say hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord, brother. <laughs> Indeed. Praise the God. That's not Tahila. If you knew what He's done for you. If you knew what you were saved from. If you knew what lies before you in your future. Paul, as he was getting beaten with the rod, you know what it is? They used to tie the foot and metal rod beat the base of his foot. I don't know if you've felt, have bone bruising before. You can't even stand up. Paul says... The, the affliction that I suffer is nothing compared to the glory that is coming. Paul says, I know a man who's been to heaven. People say it's him. He goes, I don't know whether to return or to remain. For me to go to heaven and remain there is good for me. But if I return, it's good for you. The prophet Agabus told Paul, it's like Paul, you're going to get bound and then you're going to get beheaded. It says Paul went to the beheading. He wasn't scared of death. He was like, come on, chop me. Come on, right there. Right there, right there. Come on. Do it. I'll be back. He saw what was coming and he's like, man, that's not a threat. Beheading, you're not scaring me. I saw what is coming. hoo! I see the new heaven. I see the new earth, the glorified body. No more pain, no more tears. Ah, the rest. Ah, no more the aching bodies. No more decay, no more sickness, no more cancer. No more knee pain, shoulder pain. No more none of that. Glorified body. a world without end a God who radiates love just, you just stand before him and you melt you're going to need a glorified body to stand because otherwise you'd be convulsing on the floor because you can't handle it that's what's coming oh my gosh oh my my plans for this sermon is, is destroyed. Let's go here. And this is the other thing. Hebrews 13, verse 15. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the praise, the sacrifice of praise to God, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. I've been through this season when everything in my life is like it's on fire, it's burning up, and my life is falling apart. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're going through a hard time. The Bible says, give to God a sacrifice of praise. You know what a sacrifice is? It's when you don't feel like it. When you come in in the morning, you're just like, I don't feel like it. You haven't had your coffee. You're just not feeling it. Offer to God a sacrifice. Something that will cost you. Something that your flesh doesn't like. Praise Him. Because He is life. And when He who is life comes, maybe the dead things in your life will come to life. Are you following me? In 1 Corinthians 14 verse 17, he says, when you speak in tongues, you give thanks well, but others are not edified. So speaking in tongues can also be worship. And some people will go, well, no one can understand it. What if I'm not trying to talk to you? What if I come into the house of God trying to talk to my God? Like, don't listen to me then. Like, let's be honest. Lord, I give you thanks. I praise you for everything that's going on in my life. Glory to you. Praise you. Lift you up, God. And you know what? I've run out of... I actually got D in high school for English. I am grammatically bad. See, that doesn't even make sense. But if I run out of words, I can just rely on the Holy Spirit and go, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And I'm like, that doesn't hit the spot. Make melodies unto Him. Give praise to Him. (laughs) Can we just quickly worship? So right now, we're just going to Spend a bit of time worshiping. Is that all right? Seek the presence of God. And this time, don't just stand there, seek him. Amen. I'm gonna believe that God will touch you. I'm gonna believe that this is why we've had a glimpse of this. Remember, we were singing, and then someone their ear were healed. Because the presence of God came. Because God came. And when God comes, healing is in the wing. There's rest, there's freedom, there's love. Why don't we stand up and just worship God? But give it everything. And don't don't don't, don't stand in a arm. No stiff arm. Go stiff.
0: sound i love to hear it's the sound of a savior's robes as he walks into the room where people pray where we hear praises yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Come on, let's give him a round of applause. Thank you, Lord. We praise you for all that you are, for all that you are, all that you've done. Thank you for this life. Thank you for your Spirit. That you dwell within us, God. Oh, can you guys just, your awesome people, just take a few steps back? We're gonna play something soft, there. and um, just hold on with the kids' church. Yet, this is the most important bit. Um, can you guys just check your body if you got pain in your body? And I actually believed that he was going to touch people. Does anyone get healed? Let's check your body. I heard the left hip before as well. Is there anyone? Did you have pain and you get healed? Can you lift up your hand if you got healed? You did. What happened? You got healed as well. Oh, no. Did you get healed? Is your, your pain in your body left? What happened? So back? Praise God, man. Come on. Anyone else? What happened, Rochelle? Wow! Come on! Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Can you come up here quickly? See. Come forward, come forward, come forward. I I would. The reason words of knowledge are called, right, is because I come in here not actually not expecting any help from you guys because I'm seeking to bring the presence of God, right? But you can't help me if you worship God and cultivate the presence in your own life. And so that's why I look for the word of knowledge because I'm not relying. I'm actually prepared to go into a room with no faith. And so the word of knowledge is to see what God is doing and then to see people healed, right? Then what it does is, is that faith level comes up. Faith level comes up. And there's actually a point where it just breaks out. I've seen healings and deliverances with no hands. No one's doing anything. People are just getting healed and set free. But we're just going to hear a testimony of faith. So what happened?
2: Um, so I get sciatica in both my hips. Um, and... Even on Wednesday, um, my knees, my ankles and my hips were being attacked and I just, I couldn't even stand to praise and I heard, um, you know, in my head, well, this is going to keep you down and I started to get really upset and um, in the internship, a few of the girls were praying over me and as they were praying, you know, the pain was going away and um, Christine said it was like concrete and it was just dissipating. That's exactly how it felt. And then today I woke up and I just woke up not great. And it's like every time I come to worship and praise God, I'm just like I'm almost bedbound. And I come and I be faithful and, and I receive healing every time.
1: I think, is that you, Clint, over there? Wow, lift up your hand. So Mr. Clint there came in a few weeks ago on, on crutches and uh, he couldn't walk, he couldn't move his legs. And this is something funny, in the spirit we saw shackles along his legs. So this is what I did. In the name of Jesus, whoosh, and then he got up and started walking. Is that, is that the truth? Put that on a medical journal. How'd you heal I just rub my leg and go who oh, in Jesus name it's stupid and natural but it's it's God but here's the thing do you know Jesus do you know Jesus not know about him I was a Catholic taking drugs doing everything I lived my life like a heathen because I didn't know him do you know him because if you know him you you wouldn't do that No, no, seriously. You know that that's not His ways. He's got something better. You don't need to get high of drugs. He is the most high. This high doesn't come down. So do you know God? And is Jesus your Lord? And do you want to follow Him today? If you don't know Jesus, can I get you to lift up your hand, please? Is there anyone here? that doesn't know Jesus, you're not walking with God, you're not right with God and you know it. God bless you, sister. God bless you. Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else? To be saved, you must believe that Jesus died, buried and rose again and you must be willing to turn from your life where you are the King Follow him, but it's a thing, his way is better. I used to think fun was taking drugs, man. It's like it's not. False friends and real enemies. Bills, happiness that lasts for a couple hours, then depression with a vengeance the next day. Police, dramas, dead friends jail (laughs) and now I follow him I have a reason to sleep and to wake up every morning I have a purpose that will last for eternity my debts are paid for (laughs) praise God we will is there anyone else that wants to accept Jesus last chance come on it'll be worth it It's not the end of the journey. It's actually being born again. It means the beginning of the journey. You'll be born a little baby. Anyone else? I'll repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I am sorry for my sin. I'm sorry for living life my own way. Today, I choose to follow you. I believe you died and rose again and I rose with you. Thank you for forgiving me. Now fill my heart with your spirit and make me brand new. Thank you, Jesus. Let's give the round of applause.
0: Thank you for joining us today. To learn more about Fire Church, head to our website firechurch.com.au and don't forget to connect with us on social media, on Instagram fire.church, Facebook firechurch and YouTube Fire Church TV. Have a blessed week.